There is your seed at the Gospel of John, the fourth chapter. The Gospel according to John, chapter number four, and we're going to begin our reading at verse number seven. Several weeks ago, I, I shared a, just a little snippet of, of this word, this revelation that God gave me, and, and so I, I kind of want to build on that today if I could, and it's something that I feel will help us. The Gospel of John, chapter number four, and we're going to read beginning at verse number seven, all the way down to verse number 10, and then in the very same chapter, jump to verse 28. The Gospel of John, chapter number four, beginning at verse number seven, and it reads like this, a woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Now jump down with me, the very same chapter, verses 28 through 30, John 4 and verse 28. The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the men, come and see a man who told me all the things I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. The, the, the title's a little bit different, but it's going to make sense after a while. I want to preach for a few moments from the simple subject, just shine. Look at somebody, tell them, just shine. Just shine. I believe we all would agree that we live in a world that is dark, spiritually speaking. And it seems to be getting darker with every passing day. When an entire month can be given to celebrate a perverse and sinful lifestyle and specifically target the minds and lives of our children, you know that the days are dark. When good is called evil and evil good, you know that we are not just in the last days, but we are now in the darkest of days. The prophet Isaiah says that these very same people that call good evil, evil good, also call darkness light and light darkness. We learn in basic science classes that darkness is the absence of light. And this world can be a very dark place. It's been proven that when we find ourselves in darkness, we easily gravitate toward any kind of light, hoping it will lead us to where we want to be. For this reason, our world is going crazy and is out of control because the light that they are following, the light that they are searching for is not the light of Jesus. But I can just pause here for a moment and tell you that I've got good news for you here today. We have the light. Oh, I wish you'd shout that with me. We have the light. Our world is confused and people are going crazy and people are lost and they're hopeless and they're looking for a way out. But can I tell you, dear friend that is here and listening to me under the sound of my voice, we have the light. That light, his name is Jesus. I said that light, his name is Jesus. 
I love the way John puts it in John chapter 8 and verse number 12. This is what he says. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. I'll say that again. Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of of life. Can I tell you Jesus is the light. I said Jesus is the light that leads to life. What you're looking for, my dear friend that's listening to me today, you're searching for that light and his name is Jesus. You're not going to find that light in more money. You're not going to find that light in a different relationship. You're not going to find that light in more friends. You're not going to find that light climbing the corporate ladder. But that light, his name is Jesus. And he's in this building and he's ready to push out the confusion, the hopelessness, and the darkness of your life. Jesus is the light, and that light leads to life. You do not have to walk in darkness or confusion or go stumbling through life. If we have Jesus, we have the light. And Jesus is the light, and the Bible says his life is the light of men. When you get to know Jesus for yourself and you experience him in your own personal and powerful way, when you turn on that light, all of a sudden things begin to look different. What you thought was good for you, you realize it's not going to work out after all. What you thought that you needed, you realize I really don't need it that much after all. Why? Because now the light is on. Jesus is the light today. And his life is the light of men. And in John chapter 4, we have Jesus' interaction at a well with the woman of Samaria. She came to that well with a need. But because of her past, and if you read specifically chapter 4 of John, you'll find a lot about this woman. One of the things that we come to realize is that she was divorced five times. And she was now living with a man. She decided to go draw water at a different hour after the rest of the women of the town had already left. She didn't want people pointing fingers at her. She didn't want people laughing at her or asking her questions, wondering why she scrubbed her Facebook account again for the sixth time. As a pastor, I've learned that you don't, Ask anybody how their relationship is going, you just see their picture's been scrubbed again. So she did it for a sixth time. Changed her status, profile picture, scrubbed all the pictures off her Instagram. So she says, I don't want to answer any questions, so I'll just go at a different hour. But when you really look at her life, you realize that all she wanted was to be happy. And I know we put a lot of shame on her, but if I were to give you a Bible study about marriage and divorce in the Old Testament, you would find out, going all the way back to the book of Exodus and Leviticus, you would see that a woman had no right to file for divorce in those days. That it was the men of that day they were the only ones that had the right to go and get a written divorce. 
So we could deduce, I guess, from that, that she really wanted to find true love. She had, it wasn't her that filed for divorce. It's that she just kept picking the wrong guy. How many of you know somebody? Don't look at them. Don't point fingers. Just keep your head straight forward. They just got the gift of picking the wrong person. Just keep picking the wrong guy. And just trying to find true love and just trying to be loved and valued and accepted. But it just seems like everybody that comes into my life takes from me and breaks my heart and moves on. This is the condition of the woman of our text. Goes to draw water at a different time. And I believe that the empty water pot that she had been carried best described the condition of her heart. She was empty and thirsty for something that she couldn't find anywhere else, but she met a man. I know somebody is saying, here we go again. No, 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 no. This is not the sixth man. This is not the fifth man. This is not the fourth man. The Bible would let us know that this was the seventh man. His name was Jesus Christ. He was the living water and the light of that world. Can I tell you, her life forever changed when she met this man. Her life was altogether different after she encountered this man. I'm talking to somebody here that your heart has been broken. Your life has been left in pieces. May I introduce you to the seventh man the one that not only is the perfect man but he can perfect you and complete your life his name is Jesus does somebody in this building know about the seventh man does somebody know about this Jesus that can fill the void of your heart that can satisfy you and can give you what nobody else can give you you need the seventh man that's what you need. You need Jesus to come into your life and fill the empty areas of your life that drugs can't fill, that alcohol can't fill, that another relationship can't fill. And so Jesus ministers to this woman and he feels the empty void of her life and now she's transformed and her life has purpose and meaning. She was forever changed. And so she immediately leaves her water pot. The very reason why she came, she left and she runs back to the city. But what drew my attention to the story was the fact that she didn't go back and explain to everyone how much she had changed. She didn't try to convince them how much different her life is now than before. She didn't go back and to get into a doctrinal debate with anybody the Samaritan woman simply went back home and said, come. Come see a man. And I can imagine the looks on her eyes like the looks on some of your eyes when I said she found another man. I could imagine saying, what's his name this time? Is he at least rich? 
No, she said, come see a man who has told me everything that I've done. I think he's the man that we've been looking for. I think he's the Christ. I think he's the Messiah. I think he's the savior of the world. She went back home and she didn't try to explain herself. She went back home. She didn't try to tell people, you're going to love my church and you're going to love the people that I met. No, no, no. He says, come see this Jesus. Come see this person who changed my life forever. And look at what happened in verse 1 John 4, 29 and 30. This is what she does. She said, come see a man who told me all the things I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Look at that verse number 30 with me. Then they went out of the city and came to him. Once the life and light of Jesus touched her life, she just went home and she shined. That's it. She didn't go and preach at anybody. She didn't go and condemn anybody. She didn't go trying to explain her change of decisions and change of life. No, she simply went back home and she said, come. She simply went back home and just shine. My message to you is very simply here today. God has called us to simply live in this world and just shine. I'm of the opinion that we've made evangelism so complicated and so difficult. We've relegated it to programs and methods and process. When Jesus never intended that reaching people be a process or be a program or be some type of element. He said, you go and you shine. You go and you shine at your job. Shine at your school. Shine to your family. Shine in your name. PFAC, Jesus delivered us. He's trans transformed us, saved us, and put a purpose inside of us so we could shine in this world. And I preach to you very simply today, we are called to just shine. You see, when you relegate soul winning and evangelism to a program, then you'll get people that say, well, I don't like that program, so I won't get involved. When you relegate sharing your testimony as a process and a place. What happens when people don't like that process? They don't like that place. Or they don't like who's in charge. And so I'm not going to get into evangelism because I don't like the director of evangelism. And so we've relegated all of this to a program and Jesus never intended. And I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I don't care. Jesus never intended for evangelism to be a program with books and manuals and conferences. He never intended it to be that way. He said, when I change you, when I save you, when I put eternal life inside of you, your responsibility is not to go to your world with a program, with a process. Your responsibility is to shine. When you wake up in the morning, wake up shining. When you walk about your day, just shine. When you go to bed at night, keep on shining. I've come to tell the church, it's our hour to shine well I'm not too sure about the apostolic church I'm not too sure about the apostolic I'm not talking about the apostolic church I'm not talking about apostolic doctrine I'm talking about shining I'm talking about representing Jesus I'm talking about impacting people with the gospel of Jesus Christ look at somebody tell them just shine just shine 
Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 8. Watch this. Ephesians 5 and 8 says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. I love this because he says, he doesn't say you once were in darkness. That'd be different. He says, you were darkness. You know what that meant? That we were into some stuff that brought darkness wherever we went. You don't have to say amen. You don't have to nod your head, but you know who I'm talking about. We carried negativity. We weren't invited to some places because of the darkness that was in our life. There were some things that we were into that we can't even share right now because they'll cause people to look at us sideways because we were darkness. But then Jesus came in and didn't count it against us. He didn't say, oh, you're too dark. You're too far. You're too depressed. You're too addicted. You're too lost. I can't reach you, no. He let his light come in and shine. And so we once were darkness, but now we are light in the Lord. And just like we carried that darkness, just like we weren't ashamed to be a drunk and we weren't ashamed to be alcoholics and we weren't ashamed to be drug addicts and we weren't ashamed to be all those things, we can't be ashamed to shine. Used to be the first one on the dance floor. We had some folks in here that would shut it down back in the day. You're the last ones to leave. You left when the drinks were dry. All right, that's our cue. Let's go, guys. We're done. And so now in Jesus, we got to shut it down for Jesus. Now that we're in Christ Jesus, we got to carry the same boldness and the same aggressiveness and the same passion that we used to walk in darkness in and now shine wherever we go. He says, walk as children of light. I love this. He doesn't say talk. He says walk. We got to talk that talk. Talk is cheap. We don't need people that post it. We need people that live it. We don't need people that claim it. We need people that their walk matches their talk. Their walk matches their life where you walk onto your job and no one has to ask. They know you're saved. They know you're filled with the Holy Ghost. They know there's some things that you don't do and places you don't go. Not because you want to or you don't. It's because I'm in the light now. Jesus has changed me and I walk as a child of life. The story of the Samaritan woman shows us that you don't have to be a theologian to be used by God. You don't have to be saved for many years before God can do anything with your life. It's not your words that convinces people of what Jesus has done in your life. It's your walk. All she said was come. And an entire city came to Jesus. Acts chapter 8 describes a great revival in Samaria that took place because of the seed that was sown by a woman that just went home to shine. Theologians and Bible scholars will credit the Acts chapter 8 revival to this woman. And all she did was she went home and just shined. That got me to think, what would happen if every one of us 
took this responsibility with us today and just went home to shine. Well, Pastor, I haven't been baptized that long, and it doesn't matter, just shine. I've never been to Bible college before, and, and I'm not really good with, with searching scriptures. It's, that's not important, just shine. Because you have something that this world is looking for, and it's an experience, a life-changing experience with Jesus. You can't document that. You can't put that in a manual. You can't put that in a program. It's life-changing, and we just shine. Somebody say, just shine. Let me just give you three things real quick before we go. There are three things about light that are important. Number one, light does not need an introduction. I'll say that again. Light does not need an introduction. Let me give you some scripture. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. The words of Jesus, you are the light of the world. Wait a minute. I thought he said he was the light of the world. Well, he was while he walked this earth. But he was preparing his disciples because there was going to come a day where Jesus in bodily form was going to ascend into heaven and return to feel his church through the power of the Holy Ghost. And so he said, today I'm the light, but understand something, you will be the light of the world. And today we are the light of the world. A city, someone say a city, that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp, someone say a lamp, and put it under a basket but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. What am I trying to say? Light just shines. We don't need an introduction. We don't need to carry a label around. Light simply shines. Can you look at somebody real quick and tell them this? Your light is showing. Come on, tell them your light is showing. It doesn't matter if we don't say anything, our light is going to show. We don't need an introduction. We don't have to tell everybody who we are. Ultimately, light just shines. People start getting uncomfortable around you. People start all of a sudden pretending that they're really more Christian than they really are. It happens to me all the time, flying on an airplane or sitting somewhere, and how are you, sir? What do you do for a living? I'm a pastor. All of a sudden, they start sitting up, squared shoulders. I, I, I went to church, pastor. I'm like, good for you. I, I, I used to go with my mom. Wonderful. What? Fantastic. Light just shines. You ever walked into a room and the conversations changed? That's called light. All of a sudden, people try to hide their beverages, and and and, and, and they, they they try. Oh, I'm sorry, I I, I wasn't I didn't I wasn't trying to say that. And they were saying it before you walked in the room. That all of a sudden they're they're careful how they talk and they're careful how they carry themselves. Why? It's not that we're going in there aggressive. It's that light just shines. <laughs> you can try to hide it, but but it just shines. You don't believe me? Ask Peter. Peter follows Jesus as they take him away 
And their intention was to crucify the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says Luke is the one that actually says it, that Peter followed Jesus at a distance. And so they're taking Jesus before the high priest, reading him the riot act, so to speak. And there's Peter warming himself by the fire, just trying to mix in, just trying to be like everybody else, talking like everybody else, using the words that everybody else is using. And then somebody says, you don't belong here. Peter, we we know who you are. You're one of them. You're one of them Jesus folks. You're one of those Galileans. You even talk like them. Even And Peter starts to swear and he starts to curse, try to get them off the scent of his trail. And they say, no, 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 no. You're one of them. Why? Peter, your light is showing. I'm here to tell you that after you experience Jesus, you just can't go back like everybody else. You just can't go and mix in the crowd because light has been deposited inside of you. You don't belong in the bar. You don't belong in the club. You don't belong at those kinds of things. Why? There's too much light inside of you. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You are the light of the world. There's no need for introduction because... You can't hide the light. Jesus said this. He said, a city cannot be hidden. He was talking about the church. His direct reference there was that you can't hide the church. And then he goes on to say that a lamp cannot be hidden. Now he's talking about the, the believer. He's saying the church of Jesus cannot hide in a city. It's a city that is on a hill. And can I tell you, PFAC, we can't hide in the city of Phoenix. We are not trying to hide in this community. We're a city that's on a hill. We're shining for this entire area, neighborhood, and city to know that what we've experienced, they can also have. But it's not good enough to keep it in here. It's not good enough just to celebrate it in here on Thursdays and Sundays. We've got to take this everywhere we go. have not been called to hide or to blend in or to mix into this world. We've been called to stand out. We're a city that is on a hill. We can't hide in our jobs. We can't hide in our schools. We can't hide in our homes. Everywhere we go, we are to shine. And we shine the best with our lives. Jesus never said, they will see our good words and glorify your Father in heaven. He said, they will see your good works and glorify our Father in heaven. The world ought to see a difference in us. When we act just like them, we're not shining. When we react to problems and difficulties the same way the world does, we're not shining. When we talk the way that they do and live the way that they do and govern our lives and decisions the way the rest of the world around us does, then we have stopped being the light. 
When we worry just as much as them, when we're depressed just as much as them, when we're addicted just as much as them, then we stopped being the light of the world. But I've just come very simply here today to get somebody to turn their light back on. I've just come to remind somebody, you're not darkness, you're light. You once were darkness, but now you're light in Christ Jesus. And so we shine with our attitude and we shine with our actions. We're supposed to shine in this way. And that is, church, how we're going to reach the city of Phoenix. We are not interested in just filling this building. We are interested in reaching this city. And let me tell you how we're going to do it. Any way we can. Well, what program are we going to use? Pastors' programs don't work. We're going to reach people everywhere we can. We're going to minister to the homeless. We're going to minister to the fatherless. We're going to minister to the addicted. We're going to go door knocking. We're going to go to the parks. We're going to open cell groups and Bible studies. We're going to do everything in our power to reach people. Paul said, I become all things to all men that I might win some. You're sitting back waiting for us to launch a program. You've missed it. Because I'm telling you, we got to go home and shine. And when we start shining, people start asking questions. And then we have to make sure that we've got the answers for those questions. Why, 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 do you, why are you so different? Why do you come in Monday morning in such a good attitude? It's Monday. You want to know why? I was in the presence of Jesus yesterday. Jesus spoke to my life. We've got to have an answer. We've got to have something to share. We've got to lead them to Jesus. But it all starts with just shining. Look at somebody. Tell them just shine. Light does not need an introduction. Number two, light does not need to ask permission. Acts chapter 16 and verse 25. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Light just shines. Paul and Silas decided that in that dark prison, at that dark hour, they were going to shine. What I love about it is they didn't preach a word at that moment. Paul didn't give his credentials. This is why I'm qualified to share the gospel with you. No, 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 no. They're in a dark prison at a dark hour, and they both agreed, we're going to shine. And the best way, my dear brother and friend, to shine in a dark moment in your life is to pray and to praise. Paul looks at Silas. He says, Silas, it's dark in here. It's, we're in a dark moment right now. So what are we going to do? Well, why don't we just go ahead and start praying? And then let's add a little bit of praise to our prayer. And so the Bible says at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. And then they sang praises unto God. This gives us a secret formula. When we find ourselves in a dark place, when we find ourselves in a dark moment, and we say, I don't know what to do. I don't know which where to go. I, I, I don't know who to ask for, for help. But you know what I'll do? I'm going to pray. God, I need you. God, I'm in a dark place right now. I don't know where to turn. And you start praying. And then you add 
praise to your prayer. You say, Lord, I bless you even in the darkness. God, I, I'll worship you in the light, but I'll also worship you in the darkness. I'll praise you when everything is good, but I'll also praise you when it's bad. I'll lift up your name when I'm shining, but I'll also lift up your name when I'm doubting. And when you pray, and when you praise, you turn the light on. Light doesn't need to ask for permission. You just shine. You just sing. You just praise. I wish somebody here today would hear what I'm telling you. You just got to start praying. But pastor, it's real dark right now. Just start praying. I'm confused right now. Just start praying. My family's going crazy right now. Just start praying. And after you've prayed, you add some praise. And the light will begin to shine. And when the light shines, things begin to happen. You just gotta praise look at somebody again real quick and tell them I just need some room to shine today come on I'm at a dark moment in my life and so I just might lift up my voice and shout I just might raise my hands I just might get you a little uncomfortable because I'm in a dark moment in my life right now and the best way to combat the darkness and the best way to expel the darkness is to shine. The best way to combat that darkness is to praise. And so I'm recommending to somebody here today, I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what's going on in your life. But if I were you, I'd turn the light on with my praise. I'd turn the light on with my worship. I'd turn the light on with my hands lifted. I'd turn the light on crying out to God because things begin to happen when you invite God into the picture. Things begin to change in your life when you invite the presence of the Lord into your house. The best way to combat the darkness is to shine. And for the believer that finds themselves in a dark moment today, best thing to do is pray and praise when you don't know what to do you pray and you praise when you can't find the way out of your situation you pray and you praise when you don't know if a breakthrough will come if you don't know where the answer is coming from you pray and then you praise and things change The Bible says, and the prisoners were listening. Can I tell you, the world is watching. How are we going to respond to the darkness? You don't fight darkness with darkness. We're not here to get in arguments with people. We're not here to debate keyboard warriors on social media. There are some folks that that's all they want to do. They get up every day, just want to stir the pot. That's all they want to do. Jesus is good is your post early in the morning. And then, well, is he really? Well, of course, if he wasn't, I wouldn't have posted it. You say anything about the church right now, someone come. And I take the position of our former president, George W. Bush, we don't negotiate with terrorists. I could show you the crazy messages I get. I wish they would send them to me where everybody could see them. 
but they send them to me, direct message. Try to attack me and try to attack what we believe in. I just delete, 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 delete. I don't have time to argue with people. I don't have time to debate. Debates don't work. We just, everybody just gets frustrated and starts throwing dirt at each other and making it personal. Don't you ever get involved in a debate. We're not here to debate people. We're here to just shine. I'm not here to put anybody's church down. I'm not here to put anybody's past down. I'm not here to wrestle with anybody and argue with anybody and one-up anybody. I'm just going to shine. If my light bothers you, then cover your eyes. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said, if, if our light bothers you, then cover your eyes because we're not going to argue. We're not going to get in, in, a, in fights. We're not going to mess with anybody. We're just going to shine for Jesus. We're going to shine because he's the one that changed us. He's the one that filled us with the Holy Ghost. He's the one that gave us hope when we were hopeless. He's the one that gave us life when we were lifeless. We are just going to shine. If that's your desire, why don't you throw up your hands in the air right now and say, Lord, help me. Help me to shine. Help me to shine in my job. Help me to shine in my college campus. Help me to shine in my neighborhood. Help me to shine for my family. Just shine. Don't get in arguments. Just shine. Hear me. Don't be putting down people's beliefs. To shine. We're not here to tell people that they're wrong and we're right. We're here to love and we're here to shine. We're not going to reach anybody with arguments. We're not going to reach anybody with belittling somebody on so, oh, Pastor, you should have seen the way I got this person. That's not a win, that's a loss. Man, I got this person, Pastor, and I, I got them all confused. Well, that's something to be proud of. And I know that some, some of that starts in a good place. But if it's not filtered properly through the spirit of Christ, compassion and the word, it can come out to a bad thing. So hear me, I, I just, again, if I'm oversimplifying this, please, please excuse me, but, but we've made this thing too complicated. It's not that difficult. There's light and there's darkness. There's no middle. We're either in the light or we're either in darkness. And if we're in the light, our job is to just shine. As the musicians would come, I'm finishing. Thirdly and finally, when light shines, darkness has to go. Say that again. When light shines, darkness has to go. It doesn't matter how small the light is. You ever been in the, in the woods late at night in the dark? Has anybody ever been? And any flicker of a light, right? Any flicker of light grabs your attention. You see, God's not asking us to be strobe lights. And for some of you out there, he's not asking you to be a stage light either. Where you shine up here, but, but don't shine out there. Where we shine in here. Oh, yes, I love Jesus. I'm apostolic, but out there nobody even knows about it. 
He's not looking for strobe lights. He's not looking for stage lights. We used to sing a song when we were children, this little light of mine. Well, Pastor, at PFAC, I'm just a little light. That's all we need. I'm not anybody, Pastor. I, you know, I, I got a horrible past, and I'm not really good at this Christian thing. No, 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 no. You're, you're that little light, but that's okay. That little light will shine. That little light expels the darkness. That little light will shine in the darkest of the night. I'm here to tell you, when you decide to turn your light on, the darkness will go. Mom, leave that light on in your home. Dad, leave that light on in your home. Apostolic, leave that light on at your work because the little flicker of light will expel the darkness. There's no announcement. It doesn't ask for permission. It just shines. In the darkest of times, all you need is a little bit of light. I'm talking to somebody here today. The world needs your little light. Your family that's lost and confused needs just a little bit of light. This South Mountain community here that we are, it just needs a little bit of light. But what would happen if all of us together would just shine that little light? What would happen? And I know in this church, it's one of the most amazing things about our church that I love is that we have people that are, that are scattered all over this wonderful city of Phoenix. We've got people that come from the north, people that come from the west and from the east, the south, some of the most extreme places of our city. We've got members of PFAC that live and work and raise their children there. What would happen if we all just turned the light? What would happen if we quit being so secretive and walking so softly trying to be so quiet and I, I just don't want to rub people the wrong way I, I, I just don't want to say the wrong thing I, I, I just don't want to make enemies we're not trying to rub people the wrong way we're not trying to say the wrong thing we're just going to shine Acts chapter 12 and verse 7 let me finish this the Bible says now behold an angel of the Lord stood by him and a light shone in the prison and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. What, what does this story mean? That there's no darkness whatsoever that God's light cannot penetrate. Peter and John had already broken out of prison. So somebody who was a little bit smarter than the first guy said, I know what we're going to do. We're going to lock him up with 16 soldiers. Four here, four there, four over there, and four there. Sixteen. He's not going to be able to break out. It's impenetrable. There's no way he's going to come out of that prison. But what they didn't realize is all we need is a little light. Sixteen soldiers were guarding Peter so he couldn't break out again because he broke out the first time in Acts chapter 4 where he won't break out again. Uh, Acts 5, excuse me, where he's not going to break out again. So 16 soldiers, but, but all of a sudden an angel came into the prison and just a little bit of light shone and the Bible says that his chains fell off from his hands and he got up and walked out of the city. The doors opened and he found his way back. What happened? God orchestrated it. Yes, he did. But something happened when the light began to shine. I'm talking to 
people that say my relative is too bound my family is too lost my co-worker is too far if you'll just turn the light on the light will shine and the chains will break and the doors will open and they'll find their way to Jesus because the darker the night, the brighter the light of Jesus shines. Our world is dark right now. It hasn't been this dark in its history. But guess what? That's when the light does its best work. That's when the light shines the brightest. And it's time for us to shine. Let me put it this way. Chains will fall. Demons will leave. Darkness goes when God's people just shine with the glory and presence of God. You don't think your light is powerful. I was telling my wife as we were getting ready for church today because I wasn't going to share this in my message, but I shared it with her this morning. A couple of weeks ago, a brother from this church, he said, Pastor, we need to go pray for somebody's house. I've been giving them Bible studies. Well, yeah, I've been talking to them about the things of God and they want you to go pray for their house. There's been some spirits and some evil things in their home and would you go pray I said of course I would and so we went on a Saturday and we went to the first house and as soon as I walked in there was all kinds of resistance and so I gathered everybody in the living room we held hands and we began to pray after we began to pray they were giving us water pastor would you like water why don't you sit down why don't you have dinner with us why don't you stay because whatever was there had to go And then the father said, hey, uh, my son lives a few miles away. Could, could you go pray for his house? I said, yes. So I get in the car, the brother and I, we drive to the next house. We walk in there and a spirit of sadness was filling that house. We walked in there. They began to tell me some stories of some relatives that have passed away and some things that have happened. And, and, and there was an, they were in a serious state of mourning. And so we gathered everybody again in that living room. We held hands and prayed. And they said, would you please stay? Would you eat with us? Would, why? Because when light steps in, darkness has to go. And in two weeks, maybe less than that, we're going to start two cell groups in those two homes. The word of God's going to be taught in those homes. Lives are going to be changed in those homes. He's not asking us to do a great thing. All he's asking us to do is shine. But hear me, that's not, the, that's not why I'm telling you this. You want to know how serious this is? Is that a few nights later, I was, I was asleep. I, like the devil tries to attack sometimes. I was asleep and I had a dream that I was walking around in a big, huge house. I didn't know what house it was. And that there was an, an invisible power that wasn't letting me walk through the rooms in a dream. And the, when I walked into one of the rooms, this invisible presence pushed me back and I couldn't even say Jesus in the dream. Well, I'm from South Phoenix. And we don't back down from anything. Just because I got the Holy Ghost doesn't mean that that's changed. I said, you met your match. I was asleep and my wife heard me. I started saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And in my dream, a dream, all right, a dream. I pushed through that presence. I walked into that door and I said, Jesus, the last time and I woke up. You cannot tell me 
that this isn't serious business but neither are we gonna back down neither are we gonna go hide we're the light of the world and Jesus has called us to shine I wonder if somebody could raise their hands to heaven and say, Jesus, help me shine. Jesus, help me shine. Help me shine wherever I go. Help me shine, Jesus, at my job. It's time to shine. It's time to shine. It's time to shine. It's time to shine. Everywhere we go, we've got to shine. we got to turn the light on. It's time to turn the light on, PFAC. How easy is it? How simple is it? I'll give you permission. Pull out your phone. Just turn the light on. It's not that difficult. It's just a light. It's just simple old me. What, what can I do? Look, shine. We don't need permission. We don't need an introduction. We're not here to wrestle and finagle and argue and debate. We're just going to shine young person that's gone back to school go back to that middle school and just shine go back to that junior high and just shine go back to that high school and and don't try to mix in and, and don't try to blend in don't try to do what everybody else is doing shine college student don't get lost on that university campus Jesus allowed you to go to that college he opened the door for that opportunity that you could shine on that campus you could shine my brother God blessed you with that job he allowed you to walk in the doors of that place because you're supposed to shine so PFAC let's just shine